You're listening to the Paracasual Destiny Podcast. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sewell Time, and you're listening to the Paracasual Destiny Podcast, episode 33. And I'm here with Sally Bug. Sally Bug, are you there? I'm here. All right. And um, we also have Green Stego. Stego, are you here? Hello. Yes, I am here. You're sounding loud and clear. And last but not least, Romance Girl. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Hi. Yes, I can. Excellent. Uh, so has everybody had uh, at least um, cup one of their coffee this morning? Cup one is yes. done. Yes. And maybe we can cup get... Cup one s- in the books. Yeah, we've been uh, struggling a little bit with our um, <clears throat> streaming key in OBS this morning, meaning we weren't live for our first few attempts. And I think we've got it squared away now. If somebody could verify that, is it looking like? Oh, yes. Okay. It's looking mm-hmm. like we're live. All right. Finally, we it are live. streaming for 74 seconds. Wow. That's the longest we've ever streamed. <laughs> this morning, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's yes. a special day in uh, Destiny tradition. It is world's first day today. May 22nd. And so I think we... For the Vault of Glass. For the Vault of Glass. Yeah, the relaunch of the Vault of Glass. And so I think we are going to be looking forward to that. I know uh, we're planning on tuning in, at least for some of it this afternoon, uh, to Mm -hmm. see what's going on. Um, But uh, so let's get through the podcast then so we can get back to it. Full disclosure, I haven't played much Destiny this past week. Uh, I got Ooh. I got on a little bit this morning before the podcast, just to catch up a little bit and experience the um, override mission on the moon and a little bit of uh, dip my toes in Iron Banner. Um, one game where I was completely under light leveled and just getting owned by all the trials weapons. Uh, and the second game, uh, people along my level, it was pretty even keeled and, um, more fun, of course. Yeah. I wish there were more like that. I have not done Iron Banner at all this week. Mm -hmm. Um, busy, busy week, exhausting week. Mm -hmm. Um, we're, we're gearing up to conferences next week. So conference reports and all of that are being written and a lot going on. Um, in the real yeah. life world. <clears throat> yeah. But it is right. a new season so. since we last spoke, right? It's the Absolutely. Uh, it's the new season start. Um season of the splicer. I, I gotta say, uh my impressions so far are very high on the charts in terms of what's intended and the season and the storyline and the weapons and the armor. And uh, just the whole sort of feel of it is is very good. Um, and I'm trying to stay positive. I know there's a lot of um, a lot of bugs and a lot of uh, it was a rocky launch. There were a lot of people who uh, couldn't get on for like the first 24 hours. That seems to be ironed out. Um, 
but uh, a few other little weird things along the way. Um, some strange, um, yeah, like I said, so there's some bugs, but also some strangeness about uh, some decisions to nerf rewards in the Deep Stone Crypt, which I haven't really <laughs> gotten my head around. You're uh, just kind of giving like a summary of what our podcast is going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going because I want to get to the world's first. So that that's it, folks. Thank <laughs> you. That's it, folks. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to have a good This day. has been well, episode 33. I'm actually, just to be on the record, not bothered by the Deep Stone Crypt Yeah, not everybody's going to be bothered by it, yeah. uh, depending on what your play style is or well, what uh, your sensibility is, on, is to game is, rewards. On our list of things to talk about, how about we kind of? Well, your kiss is on my list. (laughs) I'm gonna say, can we just start with our our like our impressions? Yeah, let's do a round robin of impressions of the first mission and the override of that week one. Sally bug. Yeah, and well. There's a lot that I love about this. I love the story. I love, love, love the story. The narrative team has just been hitting it out of the park, like basically last se- between last season Facts. and this season. Some people have um, complained a little bit about it not being like com- completely like like. It was like an abrupt ending and then a starting of a new season and there wasn't like a, a, a full on like easy connection between the two. But that doesn't bother me. This is it's almost like like, for instance, reading a book like Game of Thrones, where you're looking at what's going on in this part of the story. But then there's also another part of the story that's happening simultaneously or. Yeah. And or for those reading the lore on. books, they do. You know, Keitel's still around. Yeah, Keitel is still having, and and Crow is, so is also just, and, the, and, reading and I the think lore. that's a. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's too high of an expectation for every right. story to blend seamlessly to the next one. It's more like chapters it, in a book, right? And I and I don't it, it. For me, it doesn't bother me. I I feel like there are tie-ins if you if you look for them and you find them in the lore. So, um. And the so and in addition to the narrative being amazing and the story being amazing, I also love the aesthetic. We talked about that before it even started. Um, the color palette is amazing. The um, just the visual because it feels different. It feels different and new. Um, Yet familiar because it's Destiny 2, but the aesthetic of the of the override missions um, and so forth, I, I'm loving that as well. Exciting um, and new. The other, the thing that, and and this is <clears throat> probably kind of minor for me. It's kind of minor, and I haven't done enough override to i feel like i haven't done and i think i've done like maybe five or six missions i just did the new one this morning um so kind of the first time i got on this week um from the new part of the story but um the one my one minor 
criticism is that the six-man match made, I feel like I'm um, getting pulled through a lot. Um, that I'm getting in with blueberries and with other players who have done this several times and know what they're doing. And so they're just kind of racing to the boss and so forth. And I feel like I'm like constantly in this, I'm, I'm one or two steps behind in like, like by the time I go to shoot my gun at like one of the oracles, for instance, it's gone by the time I would jump up on one platform to get to the next part in the override mission, it was, it was already done. By the time I jump in a portal, somebody's already jumped in the portal and come back out. By the time I start the um, the jumping puzzle part to get to the boss room, I'm being pulled through. So, oh. well, there you go. Um, yeah, at least you'll get that so, triumph really quick. Or- yeah, yeah. My suggestion would be just to focus on ad clear if you're not that savvy with the. <laughs> the mechanic heavy part right. of it it's, it's not that i'm not savvy with it it's that i'm not able to well you just as other people are doing it quickly yeah I'm doing it prior to me what i'd like to do and and i'm hoping that i can we have enough clan mates i'd like to do it with a full-on clan because then you have the ability to say, hey, can I go through the portal? I want to see what's going on out there. I want to, like, be able to. Well, there's multiple chances to go through the portal. Yeah. I mean, we have. Yeah. I mean, and, we but, yeah, I'm down to do it we with six do players. That. We have time to do that. Yeah. That could be fun. You know, and I and and I'll bet there's some I mean, triumphs that you could get. I would say that, that I I have the same experience where I'm getting pulled through the activity a lot, but I think I have seen that as a huge positive to my playing, right. not a negative. Because I mean, I some people it's like yeah, they've they've got no problem with it whatsoever. For me, it's like there's certain times when I'm doing it and I don't mind getting pulled through at all. It's like oh good. I want to get to the boss. I want to get to this next section. But there's other times where, man, I kind of wanted to learn what this jumping puzzle was or, or just appreciate the environment and not get pulled through. Have you tried have, uh, Sally the, bug? Have you tried? Well, that is a, let him say it. We know what he's going to say. I was just going to say, have you tried playing it like two in the morning? <laughs> I don't yeah. think that would make it. I don't think it would make a difference. Uh, I was just going to say that that's the first time I've heard Sally Bug say, I want to do the jumping puzzle and not get pulled through. <laughs> yes. Because usually she's begging. This is true. A few times to get pulled through. Like, I mean, I, I don't, I want the ability to, I, I, I at least want the, I want it to be the control in my hands, right? It's like, and when we do it, I will say also, like, yeah, I don't, just I know. go ahead and pull us through, pull us through. I don't want to do this anymore. But in this situation, it's like, it's just ha- because of the match made activity. It's, but it's fun. I, I mean, outside of that, I, I find it very fun. It's just, I, I like to do it with, with a bunch of clanmates so I can, um, 
maybe slow it down a little bit and experience it and, and understand fully the mechanic. Cause that way, if I go in with blueberries, it's like, okay, I know what's going on now here and I can feel like I can participate a little. Yeah. I'll just, I will quickly say that the mechanics you're, you're missing out on aren't like that, that big because they know it's a match made activity. So they're like, they're very simple mechanics they don't like yeah. throw in like yeah very so far it, there's nothing like uh, menagerie yeah right for better or for worse i mean it, but but in terms of like say you know the the part where you have to shoot the oracles and then the other part where you have to jump up it'd be nice to experience that and do part of that right and i know just, just like, saying as ex- um, from someone who has experienced that it's like not that. I know it's not it's not a big deal and all of that. Just, I, um, Stego, what are your impressions overall of the, of the override activity so far? The override activity, I haven't done it on the moon. I don't know how okay. the moon is different from right. Europa. I will right. say I am enjoying it thoroughly. Okay. Uh, I love that it spices it up. I love that they're um, doing this... Uh, new pve activity yeah it just feels like a fun fresh thing to do yeah uh you know what i, I recommend learned? the moon one i just did it this morning and the mechanics are slightly different and it's it's cool it's fun um i learned something i think it might have been in a bontis video um where or cacus no i think it might have been cacus uh where if you I forget. If you go into the portal and kill that thing in the portal, the more times you do that, the higher the chance is that you will spawn a special enemy in the boss room that drops a bunch a bunch of uh, data thingies that you can use to upgrade the upgrade yeah, the splicer. I have never seen the server, that rather. What? Yeah, I've seen a little bits about that on the internet, but I've never seen the yeah. goblin in person. Yeah, yeah I have. Yeah, I've, I've been through the goblin. portal a bunch of times. <laughs> I, I might have missed him, though. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so, any impressions of the dark simulation that's taking place in the tower? How do you? How does that jibe with with y'all? Uh, it the light? The everlasting uh, night. In dark the everlasting. Tower, the darkness. Um, the simul—it's a simulation. It's not really nighttime, right? It's not really dark. It's just—it's uh, obviously well, the lights a simulation. in the tower are really flickering. It's very spooky. <laughs> it is kind of spooky, uh, you know. Oh, but yeah, what's they, really they cool? Just blanketed the sky basically in the you can, simulation. What I really appreciated is throughout the tower. You can see you're in a simulation, right? You can see the little horizontal the little glitches, the yeah. glitches, the lines, the horizontal and vertical lines. Um, that's pretty cool. I thought that was a really good touch. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a nice image of it, but um, it took. I'll be honest with you, when the, that first part of the story, when you end up, you get um, Mithrax back to uh, the the uh, last city and it took me a minute or so to realize where I was uh, where the the area where the Alexney refugee camp is right uh, 
That was so cool. That was very cool. That was a nice touch. Um, yeah. You realize you're in the, the... Oh, and I loved going around and listening to all of the recording. Right. By Ido. Right, right. That was the a great touch, too. The there was amazing, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that aspect We've of it. We've got a slide of that, don't we? I agree with Sally Bug that um, the story is just amazing. Um, this... And think of the babies, right? You know, you, how can you yeah. not want to rally for these Alexni when you see those little eyes blinking in the papoose, right? It's it's yeah. adorable. I mean, yeah, going through and and just hearing the story and and just getting some background on the Alexni and making it in game, you know, to to make it more. Like where people are, are having an idea of like want you know, definitely getting people to be on the side of the elixir, like knowing what their plight has been, and that we yeah, want we've to been help them. So ready for this, yeah. <clears throat> Good guy, this this going that like like this this leaning towards. Um, not fighting everyone, but like forging an alliance and being around It's It's just, it's really amazing. So just, I'm enjoying the story so much, so much. Well, how about the loot? Have you gotten any of the um, seasonal loot? I actually, I've gotten a few things. I think I got the new sidearm. And I got the shotgun. I got a shotgun, which I think is a future war cult shotgun that got brought back. That makes sense. The deicide. Yeah, the deicide. Exactly. I was actually just using it in that overload mission I just did. Um, and I got an auto rifle, which I think is a seasonal auto rifle. It's got chroma in the name, so I pretty sure it's a seasonal one yeah chroma rush um the chroma rush i was using that this morning the chroma rush but i haven't um and i got the sidearm not the not the um not the exotic one but the other one farewell I'm such a fan of sidearms i just love sidearms and i was having a lot of fun with that one i don't think i have any one of the weapons that i've received have I spent enough time with to have formed a huge opinion about any of them? Has or anyone like, used the cryosthesia yet? I've used it. I've used that one probably the most out of any of the new weapons. I've used it a little yeah. bit, but not... It's a, weir it's a little weird for me, honestly. It's, yeah, it's a strange feel. Um, I haven't quite picked up on the mechanic of it yet i don't think i've gotten the rhythm of it i need to go what i need to do is either go to that area that's like the entrance of the um garden of salvation raid that area where all the vex show up just by myself and just spend some time with it to just feel understand the rhythm of it and and how to use it because i don't think I'm, I'm using it just like as a regular sidearm and that's not what its mechanic is it's just after you get a kill, you can, like, it basically turns into, like, a mini fusion rifle that shoots a stasis bullet. And it right. freezes freezes your enemy. 
And, and it uses up your and and the and the loading animation lasts. I noticed the loading animation of this sidearm lasts about as long as your opponent is frozen. So you definitely have to be mm-hmm. ready to switch or well, throw a grenade. The or, catalyst auto reloads it. I know. That's why I want the catalyst. Yeah. That'll so, really make yeah, this gun shine. The, we need to do. I was using. That's why I was using cryosthesia in the crucible just to get those. The to get the catalyst. Yeah. Kills. I I experience an awkwardness while using the cryosthesia because there's like a slight delay between when you pull the trigger and when the when it fires. It's like the opposite of an air pull of an air trigger. I think it fires on release of the trigger. Is that right? What I was saying about the rhythm is I just don't have the rhythm quite down yet. Yeah, it's it's unusual. They did that on purpose. I haven't noticed anything weird about it. I I. I experimented with it. I think that what it does is it fires after it is sure that you are not charging it, oh, regardless wow. of whether or not you have the buff. Well, that yeah, that, that makes sense. I use that. I use the buff right away. Yeah, I don't that makes hold sense. on to it because it's on the timer. But, so but just, even if yeah, you don't yeah, have I the buff, it still is like coded yeah. into the yeah, the firing. There's a delay. You're saying just do it. Yeah, right I, yeah. there's a delay. It's I, that's not what like I a, think. I it was weird for me. It was a little strange. Yeah. It felt weird. Well, now that I know what that mechanic is, that makes more sense because then I can like. Well, if you have the buff, use it. Freeze your enemies. Yeah, have the buff, use it. Right. Smoke them if you and got them. And to use the buff, you just hold down the trigger more. Is that like? Is that how you get huh? it? To yeah, that's what I've been fall? doing. Like a fusion rifle, got full a little, right? No, it's it's like the um, Devil's Ruin, but you can only charge the shot after you get. A kill with it. Kill. Right. Right. And it empties out the magazine when you mm-hmm. do the freezing right. shot. Um I a couple of th- a couple of things that while I'm thinking of it, I got the ignition code, which is the seasonal grenade launcher, really early on. And I was it was a highlight, so of course I'm gonna use my highlight weapon. So um I was using that a lot in the override, that first week of override, and I really liked it. It was very, and I'm not a grenade launcher expert by any stretch of the imagination, but it was very usable for me, and I was killing things with it, which is, you know, it's usually 50-50 whether I land the shot or not, and I was having fun with it. So I'm going to speak highly of the Ignition Code, which is the um, legendary grenade launcher for the season. And I just have to say, aesthetically, the designs of the weapons, I really, really like. Yeah, out of the park. Absolutely. So really, good. some of their best work is just, it's only at Destiny do you get this stuff. And it's just so cool looking. Um, Deathbringer. Has anybody discovered the magic that is the new and improved Deathbringer? No, not yet. No. <sighs> it's so much fun. It's a lot of fun. Well, I haven't, I haven't fully unlocked the catalyst no. yet. Like I haven't finished. It's going to be even that, but... way more fun when the catalyst, when you get the catalyst. I think so. And has anybody gotten the catalyst? I know Sally Bug. I know we've gotten it. We got it. Like we got it. Like after our first override mission, Daniel. Was, is it strikes? We it's got strikes. it. Strikes. Yeah. Oh, we got it strikes. after our exactly. first strike. Right we did. Yeah. yeah. So because we did a lot of strikes playlists when the season dropped. Uh huh cool um yeah i mean we we had to watch a video to get kind of an idea of how it works but um 
now that we do. And it's, and, um, I'm so happy too, because it, it was such a beautiful gun. And I remember when it first came out going, this is a shame that it doesn't do that much damage. Cause the idea behind it and the design of it is so it's very amazing. Unique. It's very unique. Yeah. So it's, it's nice that it's kind of, well, um, rocket launchers in general a got a buff, and now this catalyst just makes it one of the best, we- you know, DPS weapons in the game. Essentially, um, all right. I have a question. Has anybody tried out the new uh, armor? What is it called? I want to say transmog, but that's not what they're calling it. Armor synthesis. Armor synthesis. Has anybody done any of that yet or explored that? I've done the first mission. I've completed a first mission. I just haven't transmogged yeah, anything we, yet. I did the I did the first mission and haven't transmogged it. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to make a decision. I haven't been to Europa I know. yet. She wants me to go to Europa and get something, and I haven't done that yet. Yeah, so. you're protesting it, though, I think. <laughs> I'm not protesting it. It's just, like, it's not top priority for me. This season's gonna you you have a limited number of of um pieces for the season anyway and the season's going on till mid-august so i know i have plenty of time so i'm not focusing on she hasn't hit the grind yet yeah i've heard about the grind though (laughs) no i actually don't think the grind's that bad i think i don't for me it was it went by fine i did the easy version right it's just hoping that yeah. Between the the complaint, <laughs> like all the the feedback and so forth, that they'll change it before this before hey. the season is over. It's a little early to say. It is. Um, it's a I little early. Mm-hmm. What I have experienced with this armor synthesis system is that by the time I finish one bounty, through grinding out that bounty, I have enough of the currency from the enemy kills. To purchase my next bounty. Wow. Oh, well, then like I, I, I don't rhythm. Yeah. Well, I got the Altar of Sour Sorrows bounty, and evidently, mm-hmm. from what I've read and what I've seen, I was lucky because there are some. some you, they're random what you get, and some of mm-hmm. them are very grindy, and some of them are pretty easy. This one in particular, you had to open three final chests each chest gave you 33 percent of the bounty so after i opened the three chests i was at about 50 on the what insert one of the 20 currencies they introduced for this thing here uh to to get the next bounty so i was about halfway uh stego Uh, but that's good to hear that you were already ready for another one that's kind of cool so it just happened. Oh yeah, so- and we we both picked up strikes, and I got like finish four strikes and get some arc kills, and oh, he that's got nothing. kill forty champions. Right, and I got forty champions. Yeah. Which is like not equal. So, <laughs> not exactly. Okay. So they're they're yeah. uneven. The bounties are it, uneven. It's it's kind of. I was talking about this with whole time though. It's kind of typical Ada, right? Because you know how sometimes you would get like the, those special bounties for her during the Black Armory, and some of them would just be absolutely insane, and others would just be oh get fifty we- get fifty kills with each type of weapon. Like it would right. be like super easy. Easy to do. 
Typical um, Ada. Others would just be like really grindy and it's like get a certain number of pills or like throw hundreds of balls at that thing during the forge mm-hmm. runs. I don't know. I just remember some of them being like, I, there's no way I'm not going to be able to get this in the amount of time she wants me to get it done. Right. So it's typical Ada stuff. Typical <laughs> Ada stuff. Typical Ada. <laughs> well, they but, did that on purpose to, in keeping with, you know, they made the mechanics to work around the lore that way. Right. Right. But it, but it is, I mean, I, I suppose if you're worried about the time crunch and all of that, I, I can see it being frustrating for, for some people. But for me, I'm taking as a casual, I'm taking a casual approach to it. And it's like, I'll, I'll dabble in it and unlock what I need to, like, there's nothing well, like in I, my if you, brain. <clears throat> if you expected, nothing. I think if you expected uh, unlimited free transmog in destiny then i think all the complaining is probably justified right but (laughs) (laughs) but it's a unfair expectation it's totally unfair i mean transmog in every other game it's their microtransaction uh jam not every other game well a lot of other games a lot of the other games Yeah. yeah it's it's their jam for the free players to cough up some cash to look good right or look how they want to look. And exactly. so, and I, as a veteran player, I already have a bunch of ornaments unlocked. Hells yeah. So I, I'm not like okay. hurting well, for looks. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, I think we'll all say, be preaching me, to the choir like there's there. There's nothing like pressing like, oh man, I really wish I had that armor set or I wish I looked like that armor set because I loved that armor set so much. It's like, I would get kind of bored with it anyway, and I like to change it, and I kind of just like wearing what the current seasonal gear is because I'm wearing the the I'm I current aesthetic. Sure, so I'm like sure. I, for me, it doesn't it it doesn't bother me. I will say this: this is it. my big complaint. Uh-oh. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> the shaders. Yeah, oh, full okay. time. My favorite shader oh, is on like page ten. Yeah, it's so it's I, mad. If I want to put the sh- my favorite shader on a weapon, for instance, it's just so annoying. Yeah. Yeah, that was it was a little bit it's like remember there used to be like a a sort tab and of course it was their sorting, but at least there was a sort tab, right? Yeah, need to I'm add that. Get, they'll let us like tag a few favorites that can just yeah, either, the beginning. E- either that, that or would, I'm looking at the appearance customization, the new appearance customization screen, and there's room on that to do some filtering of the shaders. Yeah. Up how, above, how many, you how could many have a few icons did you above say it. Of your shaders, you've got like 10. Like, it's a lot of pages that you can like, that you have yeah. to like sort through. And. What I do like about it, and and I like this this particular page is up on our um, on our YouTube stream. You can like preview it, just put it on, take a look. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So I totally love that aspect, and you're not like putting it on, previewing it, going back. So that's great. I do wish there was a way to either tag some favorites. Or, along, have some or along the sort, top, sort by season, or the, you know, have the option to like make your own, you know, like 
rearrange the favorites is, is probably the easiest like thing it. they could do yeah. favorites yeah i like that idea yeah um, um, I saw that in a Twitter feed as well. That somebody, else a lot of people have some go-to favorite shaders anyway. So sure, right. Um, I would also you learn just like where to they are, but to have more. to like, but have to cycle through them is is a little bit of a pain. Yeah, it's a lot. Go ahead, romance girl. Um, I wish there was a way to lock your ornaments. Yeah, where if you changed your armor piece, your the, Your ornament you was like the locked in place, was locked. or was auto applied to the next yeah. piece. I'm not sure. I, I know what you mean. Now I'm nitpicking. Ooh, okay. I might be splitting I hairs. I understand here, what but... she's saying. Oh, so the so ornament doesn't reset. You've, unlo- you've unlocked an ornament, default. right, that you really like, and that you want that ornament to apply to any leg. Well, yeah. We'll just say, like, on. for for the look that's on the screen, if you want it, if you're like, this is the look for my guardian for now. Oh, just right. no matter what armor pieces I switched out, it'd be nice if I could just lock the look in place. Right. Lock. Yeah. Yeah. And I and would a, like a and similar. And the easy fix to that would be at least be able to have it as set up as a favorites, right? You could have your favorites on the top. And so then you could. Yeah. But even least, then you would have to. You still have to go into the customization screen, but I think that that. But I like. Yeah, I, I was just hoping saying. there would be a way I wouldn't have to go to to the appearance screen every time I switched out and right every yeah. time you switch your again nitpicking. I mean, I'm no. I am overall happy with it. Yeah, the ease of the use and the customization screen is is for me a total improvement. Except of course, well, and and the fact that you can apply and shader all to your shaders. It the, the cycling through the yeah the apply is all is a bit much cumbersome. Needed. It's definitely cumbersome, and I don't always know, and you don't memorize where your. It's like, where was that shader that I really liked? Is it on the third page? Where is it? It's like, it's kind of hard to find. Yeah. So. Well, I alluded to it in the introduction in my uh, my take on the new season. Um, Iron Banner is here, and I got on for the first time this morning. And played a couple matches, and uh, uh, one was a blowout, and the other one was quite enjoyable. So as as per usual, it, you know, it's just yeah, it's random just matchmaking. Yeah. but we, I, um, I I am looking forward oh to God. doing some more. Go ahead. Oh, we we did a little bit of Iron Banner after we because we jumped in to do the Deepstone Crypt with um, some of our clanmates. Nice earlier in the week. Uh-huh. And then after we're like, let's just do an Iron Banner, and then that turned into actually like a full session of Iron Banner. Oh, nice! I didn't hear about. Were you this. able to get um, any of the bounties? Did you get any of the new weapons? Yeah, we. Well, I, yeah, I, I was like, well, let's just go to the tower because a few of us didn't have it, have the bounties or the quests, and I was like, well, let's just go to the tower and pick up the Iron Banner stuff, and then we'll do our celebratory match. We like to do a match of PvP after we do a raid that's our tradition yeah and um but since everyone already had the quests and bounties we just kept going for a while nice. right yeah and it was it was actually pretty fun we had, cool. we had a full stacked fire team we didn't win a lot <laughs> it is fun yeah. even yeah. with our stacked fire team right. but it's uh, still fun it's and still it, fun. it's still fun yeah each other it's like oh let's all yeah. go to sea let's go to sea 
Yeah. Uh, uh, well, that was not happening at all. They were not <laughs> talking about the game. We were playing with teenagers. No, they were talking nonsense. No, it was just not. <laughs> it was absolute nonsense. They were just talking <laughs> casual stuff in the background of, while you just, played. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fun yeah, too. It, it, it was fun overall, <laughs> and we did win some. We it was just win some, lose some, and uh, we had an overall enjoyable experience. I think. Okay, big Did you question. Get some bounties done That's my and, question. And Did you get any weapons yet? Bounties or weapons? Some, oh, some of the new stuff. Um, uh, I didn't. Fin- I didn't. Yeah, we didn't play enough to finish a bounty. I was really close to okay. zones captured. Okay. Um, and I was stuck on last. I was stuck on the quest step that was like get void or arc ability kills. Right. And I'm not very good at getting uh, ability. Which kills. is really annoying. Yeah, that takes a lot. I of time. put on. I put on shoulder charge, and so I was able to clear that step, and so yeah, I was able to get a copy of charging. the new hand cannon, which I tried, and then immediately uh, swapped over to a different hand. What's the name of the what? hand cannon? Finite Impactor. Okay. This what was the fine. roll you got? Was it? It was it. Just wasn't. Maybe it fine wasn't a, impactor. A just fine. Oh well. Have y'all seen um, Astacross's video with him and Les going one-to-one, one-on-one with it? No. No. No, I haven't seen that. Finite Impactor versus Palindrome. It's pretty <laughs> funny. I highly recommend it to the viewers. Uh, Cross says everything that I could say about the Finite Impactor and more. He says it's <laughs> underwhelming. Oh, uh, I well, hmm. Is the is the Reese Walker an Iron Banner? I can't remember. It uh, is. I, yes. And that's, that's and that there was a bit of a bug, right? Because right. people think thought they could get it by just turning in tokens, but they're only. Oh there. right, it's yeah. not in the token pool yet. It's not in the token no. pool. You have to actually complete the bounties. They're dropping right. in the bounties. That no, they're dropping the only from the quest. They're only, oh, the only quest. from the quest. Yeah, the oh, Reese yeah, Walker. No, it is bugged. It's, yeah. It is bugged. It's not like a bit of a thing where people were mistaken. Like, it is a bug. It's, it's a bug. It's supposed oh, to okay. be in the loot pool, so, and it's not. It's not. And they even, All right, so it was intended to be in the loot pool, but they. But it's I not. thought they were just purposely no. keeping it out to have. No, you, no. Like, only have access to it through the quest line first, and then open it up. So don't turn any nope. tokens mm. in this time around, Sally Bug. Just do, yeah, the, just do the quest. Turn in tokens anyway. It'll probably be fixed for the next Iron Banner, but this one is just, there's there's no way that they can fix it in time. Yeah, it's the Reese Walker I mean, shotgun and the Archon's Thunder machine gun are out it, of the loot pool. Somehow is an arc just, element. I don't know it's, what uh, solar. my schedule is. I know what my schedule is tonight, and I, I don't know if I'll be getting on too much tomorrow. So I don't mm. know how much I'm going to play over the the next reset, so I may not. Iron Banner may not be in my cards. This yeah, week you can anyway. just catch the next one. Yeah, and that's fine, <laughs> too. For me, I, and I, I, I said this to school time as well, is like, she did. It's the end of the school year. I'm kind of tired. Just there's a lot going She's on really with it tired. being the end of the school year. We've got a lot going on in our personal lives as well. And it's like I'm kind of just done with dabbling it. here and there and just waiting until the summer. And it's it's going to be um, this season's going on, like I said before, till mid August. So I can spend a lot of time on it. Over the that goes in that home stretch too. 
So I just, I, you know, I feel like I, I'm just dabbling with it a little bit, trying to stay up on the storyline, doing a few things, but I'll probably like go full, full hog or whole hog actually. Is the word. I'll go whole hog once the school year's over and I can relax a little bit. Um, have some, have more yeah, downtime. Uh, Richard's in the chat. If he's still listening, uh, maybe you can weigh in on, um, any experience with any of the Iron Banner weapons you may or may not have gotten, or if you're looking forward yeah, I to did, one. I got I just asked him. I got killed by the Reese Walker a few times in Iron Banner this morning. I just so. asked him if he got any. He hasn't responded yet, so I asked him that. Uh, so. Oh, you did? Okay. Uh, can we move on to the next topic, which is probably the most important thing we're going to talk about this podcast, and that's <laughs> The exciting. Vault of Glass is live. At 1 p.m. today, uh, Ooh, world's which is first in an run. Hour. Yeah, 12 p.m. Central. It's within an hour. Yeah. So, um, is anybody jumping in today? No. <laughs> no. We're jumping in watching. Is, is anybody going to jump not. in and watch? Yeah. Take a oh, take I a look. See, peek into a stream here and there. Yeah, I heard that Broman is is hosting like. At bun- probably at the Bungie stream, and um, I imagine Is they'll he? be. I thought he was just ho- doing his own thing. No. Is it official? Yeah. No, I think it's official. It's I official. He, he um. No, he, he's hosting. He showed. He hosted yeah, he, before, but it wasn't official through Bungie. It was his own. He was just. I think this is official because he's not in a team. Bungie, but Bungie was definitely like yeah, he wasn't in, in the team club. last time. He just right. No, I think this is official. Is my impression yeah. based on the and twelve? Got, there's a, there's another um, person he's doing it with. I know it's wreck with some numbers after it. I can't remember. Yeah. So not anybody. I'm oh, but it is. It does. It looks very formal. He posted something on Instagram. It looks like it's like a very official live streaming. And they'll probably be jumping around to different. Up leading streams right i i would imagine sorry cat they might even have it's gonna be watching clan redeem clan redeem yeah what about math class i'll 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 start with um i'll start with the bro man just to see what like kind of how he's going to be handling all the different ones um or do i just want to watch one particular team and and root for them it's it we're rooting for dado at our house it, it, yeah, we I'm all sure you could find it. at least seven separate screens to stream on. <laughs> it, it, it's such an interesting one they're doing this. I, like I, I kind of like the way they, um, I, I like the way they did it. This, like they tried to figure out a way to say, hey, we're re- bringing back an old raid, but in um, a new way, thro- throwing out some new challenges. So they're putting out the. Oh, those wipe um, challenges. That should be fun. contest mode. but the, you, So you have to do it. You have to finish it. And, and then, then go back in. You have to go back in with that curated set of triumphs and challenges. <laughs> Did and anyone see the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, and if you don't meet that challenge, you wipe, right? If you don't meet the challenge that I counter, you just get sent back to orbit. So you have to, like, start all over that again. Sucks. So. I don't like that. It kind of does, like, I, like hence why you, we don't do that. Um, 
but uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And um, I'm also looking forward to, so I don't know if we've talked about this in the past, but which weapons we're all excited to see a return of. Ooh. Well, they've already announced they're only bringing back three. Is that correct? That's not true. I that's don't not think true. That's, not that's true misinformation. I think they're bringing them all except there two. are two primaries. There are two specials and there are two heavies. Six. Six in total. Six. So I was half wrong. <clears throat> Fatebringer's coming back. I know that. Fatebringer and Vision of Confluence are the primaries. VOC. Yeah, put them up. Put them up. Put them up. The VOC. We have a picture of, what is that, Fatebringer? That's Fatebringer. Yeah, that's a nice looking little gun. Nice gold color. I like it. Fatebringer was my favorite hand cannon in D1. Yeah. Hands down. Especially taking it into the Crota raid. You just pop, be pop one of those thrall and they all go up. So much fun. It'll be interesting how they feel because um and we some also some of the other some of the other new weapons, like what everybody was really excited for Hung Jury to come out, and then when people started using it, they were like, eh. <laughs> Sally Bug, what's this weapon? This looks like a fusion. That's my baby. Oh my god. Oh, that's VOC? I must have used that gun once I got it. That must have been my gun for like 80% of my gameplay, if not more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't, I hope it feels as good as it did with my first. Like Probably the only not. time I didn't have that hand cannon on is when I is if I had hand, hand cannon. On. I mean scout rifle. Scout rifle. The it, only time I didn't have Vision of Confluence on, I had Mida on. But it was yeah. one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I hope it feels but good. But you like I the trustee, don't good. you? You like trustee nowadays, right? I like I like trustee, but um, we'll see. No we'll, buts we'll about it. it. I wonder if it'll still be solar, like it'll be solar like the trustee, or if it'll be different. We'll um, have to see. Sally Bug, can I move to the next slide? It's It's got like some pants of some sort. Yes. Um, do you yep. know what? Do you know whose pants they are? They're the hunter pants. Uh, okay. Oh, these hunter pants are oh, all the rage. These boots were made for walking, weren't they? These are the Star Eater scales, folks. Unless, of course, you're trying to do. Unless you're trying to do worlds first, you, <laughs> can't, you can't walk you into can't the wear, melted glass with no, them on. These are disabled. Oh, you know what I heard this morning? That, What's that? Um, and I thought it was a joke. I thought it was almost like Bungie just being funny as they said they discovered a bug where players could push bosses over the ledge. So if Yeah, you, I thought I was going to bring that up earlier. Yeah, and it's not a joke. There's something that you can do. Yeah. <laughs> a warlock, I think, can actually push bosses over ledges. And so they said if you do that, you're disqualified. A couple days ago, I I said that to Daniel or Green Sego. I was like, Yeah, wouldn't it be funny if you could still push Atheon off the edge? And it turns out you can. For for those, I mean, we don't know which boss, but you know, for those of you who never played, those of those five of you that are listening who don't know that that was a, a huge thing. Yeah, Richard, in, Richard's um, kind of young no, to remember geez, that. The original one before Destiny they one. patched it. I'm not sure I ever played it where when the before the patch went in. No, I'm we, not sure I ever played no, Vision I of Confluence. I, I know we did. Sorry, my cat. 
Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure we ever played Vault of Glass when I think it already had been patched by the time we put by the time we we dipped in. Dip, dip, dip. All right. So uh, Star Eater scales are supposedly amazing, but they're also supposedly broken. So they've been, um, they have been disabled. Yes. Starting at the daily reset today, they will be turned off hmm. and will be re-enabled with a hot fix uh, once uh, World's First has been crowned. Right. But nobody will be able to use them today. Hot fix. Yeah, because it's going to be in the hot fix that's coming out on the 25th. It'll be part of the hot fix on the 25th. Hot fix. I think hot when fix. the raid finishes. Yeah, when the raid hot clears, they, then they'll, they're gonna um, launch they'll bring it back. Something once the raid clears, likely. Because there isn't really oh, okay. a, a... They're broken for PvE, but, but there's really only like two kinds of like high-end uh, PvE things, and that's the World's First Raid and the Grandmaster. The so they're just turning it off right. for Worlds First. And so they'll allow they'll people to use it for the, for the Grandmaster. Yeah, that's another thing. It's like I'm not quite ready to like go in and try to get all of those exotics. Yeah. I'm saving a lot of stuff for the summer. <laughs> Green Stego, can I get another hot fix? Hot fix. Nice. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> We talked a little. We we did talk a little bit about um, the exotics and the catalyst. We we talked about getting the Deathbringer catalyst, but oh. there's some other new catalysts that have been dropping as well, right? Deathbringer. I love <laughs> that gun, and I can't wait to get my catalyst. Woohoo! It's gonna be fun. What other ones? Um, yeah, what other ones yeah. are you talking about? There's no I other thought catalyst. there was some. Oh, maybe yeah. Sleeper Simulant, maybe. I think sleeper, I got that recently. Sleeper Simulant? Simulant Sleeper. Sleeper Simulant. Sleeper Simulant. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think I got that catalyst recently. Um, but I think the season of the Splicer is all about the Deathbringer catalyst. And taking advantage of that uh, because they put a lot of rocket launcher stuff in the uh, artifact mods as well. I noticed. Oh, is that my phone? Anyway. Uh, is there um, any trace rifle mods you wanted to talk about? Uh, Sally bug. Hello. Um, any mods I want to talk about? Trace I just rifle. Know They're the one who bought it up. Yeah. There are a bunch of trace rifle mods. That's true. Yes. That's true. Um, and I did watch is. a video of one content creator using, I think it was Ruinous <laughs> Effigy in the, in the Crucible <laughs> uh, with all the new mods on. Nice. <laughs> and, um, and pretty much wrecking. That is probably a high, you know, like would wreck anyway but um what's the solar one called again the prometheus prometheus lens, lens. aren't there, is there, aren't there a couple lens. of solar ones trace rifles trace rifles no, no i think it's no, just, just prometheus one. lens that could probably be interesting there are two voids the runous effigy and the wave splitter yeah there are two arcs right. 
the divinity, divinity. and the divinity. Uh, what what what's it called? Cold snap. So Cold so snap. it will be interesting to see if like for instance using those um like using those mods when you're going to use divinity as well. Uh huh. So. I'm just I'm I'm curious. Is that is this going to be the season of the um season season of the trace rifle with all these? Oh, I will say, uh, when out. we were going against Hanix and um, Logan used that new grenade launcher mod with Anarchy. Oh boy, yeah, uh, Divinity. You don't even need Divinity anymore. Hanix. Divinity might as well be out of the game. Wait, I need oh, to know well, about this. <laughs> yeah, I think I might. I think I might want to. What's the mod? I might want to be doing that. Uh, it's uh, it's on the seasonal artifact. It's on the it's artifact. The one, it costs nine, right? Yeah, it costs nine, nine energy on the. Um, wow. It's a grenade launcher uh, your mod. Class item. It is called breach and clear class item mod. Yeah, when using a grenade launcher, damaging a boss damaging a champion, or breaking a combatant's shield, reloads your stowed weapons and causes the combatant to take increased damage for a short duration. That nice. Is, and Logan was uh, doing that? It's a 30% That sounds insane. Bump. Well, he did it with Anarchy, and, um, and we had a Divinity going. And uh, yeah, So we he didn't have it. to it do nice. that thing where you jump out of the... Bubble or the no, well? No, Sundering Glare was last season. This yeah. One, and this one just blows Sundering Glare out of the water. Like I said, we two-phased Tanix, which we had never done as a fire team before. Sally, are you taking notes? Because we're going to... I'm probably... looking forward to it. We're going to be doing the raid later today, so I'm hopefully, looking forward to hopefully. it. Hopefully. We'll see. Depends on Is whether I get the lawn done or not. Is planned? Is anyone that far along in their artifact? From those of us who are playing. Oh yeah, that's true. I, I hope Richard's so. got it on. Well, Sally's going to be one. grinding. We could, we today. could call in a ringer. I do not. Oh, wait, Richard have is that doing unlocked. it with us, right? Yeah, Richard has said that it. he was using it too. So Richard. Okay, will, so we're okay. Okay. Yeah, so we, once we're, again, we're Richard it. saves <laughs> our lives. <laughs> Richard to the rescue. Uh, once again. I'm pretty sure we just <laughs> we always <laughs> struggle with getting through a raid without him anyway. So. Um, I'll tell you what, though. You know what's interesting about. Those trace rifle mods is you can use them in crossplay soon. I I think we're getting crossplay uh, next season. Is that correct? Yes, but there's a beta there's coming a beta. up next week in the middle of the week. Next week, and um, it's just going to be in the strike playlist. And I, my guess is it's like going to be like a separate playlist. Mm-hmm. Because you can't go in with a fire team, you can only go it. You can only go solo because they're they're just testing out. The, right, they're handpicking um, the combos. Right, probably that's what it I is. I don't know if they're handpick. I don't know if they're handpicking the combos or if they're just like saying, "Okay, you're going to go in here, and that's open to anybody who's playing Destiny Two in your area at this moment," and then just like randomly throwing them together and seeing how it works. I'm seeing, you know, if there's any bugs and what's going on. So, sounds like you know exactly how it works. I I don't know, Destin. <laughs> I'm assuming Bungie is going to try to figure it out. But it's a cool emblem. I'm liking it. I like the little uh, flower on the side. I like the colors. 
So I'm going to do it like just it. to get that emblem. That is a hot it's emblem. It's pretty. I like it. Uh, you have to complete three strikes in that playlist to get that emblem. So Easy peasy. Yep. And you can just get your... Uh, yeah, so it'll be fun. I'm definitely going to do it. So that starts May 25th. The crossplay beta and goes through the twenty seventh. Twenty fifth through the twenty seventh. So that's three that re- days. Just do a strike yeah. a day in that playlist. That reminds me, something else is happening on the twenty fifth, isn't it? Hot fix. Is someone's well, birthday? Hot fix. Hot fix. I think it's hot, a hot, hot fix uh, for the uh, presage and splicer bounties. They're fixing the pinnacle yeah, issue with it- with presage and. Uh, and with the splicer bounties, because you were supposed to be able to get a piece of pinnacle gear by completing eight or nine bounties. I forget exactly how many. And um, it's not; it's only dropping a powerful piece of gear. So they've they're going to fix that. I don't know what the bounties thing gonna, is, though. Well, you know what the splicer bounties are. Yeah. If you go up to the servitor and you pick up those bounties. Yeah. If you look at it, there's a um it says it'll drop a a pinnacle piece of gear if you complete a certain number of those. But right now that's bugged. And you only get a piece of powerful gear, you don't get a piece of pinnacle gear. Okay, so uh sounds like they'll fix that. I think that there's as a well. couple of so. other other there's like some visual stuff that's also getting fixed, but the pinnacle issue with the presage and the splicer bounties is is the big one because people are still in the, um, you know, they're they're still trying to get up their power. So having two arenas where um, where you could possibly get pinnacles and and them not being there, it was a little frustrating. So for for those who try to do all their pinnacle missions every week anyway. And, and I can't remember, well, I can't remember. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is the, the pinnacles are, are attached to the 10 score that we get per season. The, yeah. Like we're trying to go from 13, 10 to 1320. Yes. 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 So wouldn't it make sense since we're, we're dramatically lowering the power requirement so that you have like, you can spread it out more per this season. Yeah, because now I'm already at the the power cap. Like I was, I I struggle with the pinnacle, wow. and I I even struggle to get to the the part. Like it, I didn't get till to like thirteen hundred until like the very end of the season, and uh, now I'm well, already I mean, I, there. Yeah, so I mean, my I power started climb this is season at thirteen oh nine, so I got to thirteen ten almost immediately. But the grind to get up, it's very slow, and you're. Yeah, I don't know they've made it if take any more experience. of these. Yeah, and I don't know if any of these pinnacle. Oh, for the season rank. Yeah. You're talking about. Are you talking about the season rank or for the power? I guess I got a little lost. I think um, they're I think I both. Think we're talking about two different things. Yeah, now yeah, we're talking about two different rank, things. The season rank I know got got nerfed, but again, it didn't really get nerfed. It makes sense because I read... got to rank 100 really early last season. And if like you, it just was ridiculous. If you read the, they put out a a, a kind of a, a, a <laughs> FYI article mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. that it's not that it got nerfed; it's just that it was bugged, and they found the bug 
like halfway through the season right. and they decided not to fix it. And then they did fix it, but they didn't tell anybody, oh, there was a bug that gave you extra XP last season that we've now fixed. Yeah, it was a so communication now every, error. Right. So now everybody mm-hmm. was thinking, oh, they nerfed how much XP you get. And they've got a nice, like, if you go to that, if you go to the Bungie.net page, they have a nice grid that just kind of gives you the expectations of how much XP to get for everything. And that's fine, too. Like, I like, I like having something to, to work towards, so um, it was fun to get to 100 pretty, like, uh, pretty yeah. quickly. <laughs> I was like, wow. Last season, but... Um, uh, we'll we'll see. Yeah. Richard is listening to us. Richard, what what um what level are you on the season pass? Wait and hear what he says. Uh, while we're waiting for and what his power what what his power level is as well. While we're waiting for Be Richard nice to, to respond, I believe uh this hot fix also covers uh the energy accelerant situation with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that, that turned out to be a problem it, with Telesto. And also and the bug agree. where you... It broke Telesto again. You get progress on cryesthesia with the catalyst with energy weapon kills. And you weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So if yes. you're, if you're, you actually couldn't use cryesthesia. You'd have to use your energy weapon yeah. to so, get progress. So if you're interested in getting... Or, but I think the energy accelerant, I was saying if you're interested in getting that cryosthesia catalyst done faster, do it before they do this fix. But I think the energy yeah, accelerant. Yeah, it's easier. Yeah, it's easier. It's easier you to can get use, it with energy weapons. Because you can just use any energy weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the energy accelerant mod has been, um, they, they locked it until they were able to put, until they put this so fix in. So it's disabled. In, so. It's disabled. I think it's disabled, but I'm yeah. not sure for for I'm, it is. It's disabled. It is. It's disabled. Yeah. I'm disabled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, okay, and then I mean that's pretty much the twab. And um, the only other thing that I thought before we get to our our special um, segments is. Somewhere over the last two weeks, I think it was right before the first TWAB, that 513 TWAB, was um, there was a movement in Twitter that was hashtag nerf stasis and a lot of community members feeding into and just, again, kind of calling out to Bungie to... Um, do something about PvP and the state of PvP right now. And um, Bungie still is being pretty quiet over on on the topic. There's a... Um, I don't know, we, we talked about this, I think, the last time we at our last podcast, but... And I'm not a PvP person, so... But I feel like they need their voices heard, and it is stale, and they do 
they should, I, I don't know about stasis. For, well, the way I feel about it in stasis is, look, stasis has been around long enough for those who are really, really good at PvP to have been able to figure out a way to counter it by now. And if they haven't, then it may be a time to look at it again and say, hey, you, you need to put something in here where people who are really good at Crucible have a viable way to counter it. And whether that means nerfing stasis or buffing everything else, they definitely need to address it. And they also need to communicate on kind of what they're feeling about I think they need to give clear timelines because I think that I have the hunch that their plan is to wait to see what happens when they do another subclass overhaul with Witch Queen. Um, but I think they just need to come out and say that. Yeah. Right. Right. If that's what they're waiting but for, I don't they want need the, to say I, that that's what they're waiting for because of, I mean, and I, and I know maybe <sighs> the silence is kind of deafening. Right. And, and it, it's like, Keeping it quiet, keeping it quiet because you're afraid, like maybe they're afraid, like if they say something that we really don't have any intention on doing anything with this PVP situation until Witch Queen comes out. And that's not until 2022 could be not the news that they want to hear, but not hearing anything is also extremely frustrating, extremely frustrating for that population. And I just feel like that. Something needs to be said. Hmm. Um, communicate a little bit with them. Give them a timeline. Just give them give a them new a, map. Give them what what yeah. you're thinking. Bring back a map from D1. Astacross put out a great video, like just listing all the D1 maps that I think there was it's probably only easier one said that than he done. said, no, that that one could just go away and never come back. But all the others, like he had mm. like viable reasons why, like how great it would be and how fun it would bring some yeah, life. Yeah, I think we already went over this last pod. Yeah. It would just, bring some life into it. So I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully Bungie will address it sooner than later. I just felt yeah. like as a Destiny podcast, we shouldn't let that go, that we should still... Well, I feel it. like we already addressed it, and now that we've addressed it twice, we've over-addressed it, and I'd yeah. like to formally revoke... Move on. <laughs> addressing it. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to say, uh, before we before we move on to our coffee thing, um, I, I've shared this opinion, I'm going to share it again, that I think that Bungie as a company... Of gaming industry titan has communicated too much um and been like i think that they set now, the expectation like, too gonna, high yeah they, they set the expectation too high for how quickly they're going to communicate how transparent they're going to be and how willing they are to bend backwards and fix things based on community response uh, yeah i think that is a good point to make that it is not normal for developers to be able to like see a hashtag trending and then immediately be able to issue a response and say okay this is what what we're doing um yeah it's it's, it's, it's not the like only, the only reason why we are even having this conversation about why isn't Bungie saying anything is because they are so uh, communicative with their, with us, with mm -hmm. the well, player that, base. That right? combined with the fact that 
not a lot has been done in PvP. Yeah, that is true. That's one element, but I'm saying with I have from the little bit that I see from other ga- games, even live services, they do not have this back and forth conversation with their community members. Yeah, not at all. So it's a little Word. bit, and you like uh, most of us here are like you know teachers or educators, and like it's going to be a lot more orderly when it's basically just like no this is this is just the way that it is this isn't like a back and forth where i'm just going to constantly be changing things right because of what you're complaining about like this is just the way that it is a lot of work that goes on beyond behind the scenes to have that level of communication yeah that the i think what that the 12 year old game just like aren't you know cognizant of this this yeah this ebb and flow with with PVP and and the community response and Destiny and Bungie has been going on since day one. It's just ebb and Mm -hmm. flow. And this, this will also resolve itself one way or another soon enough. Um, I think it's time to relax, but also to reflect and enjoy a nice hot cup caffeine uh anybody drinking any coffee i had my coffee already even before we started the podcast i was up a little early today so got my two cups of java in and i think it's the quality blend that we've been enjoying all week am i right sally bug uh yeah that's right local the, roasters our our local roasters some i think it's the uh, ethiopian full no, it's not the Ethiopian. It's no, the... it's it's the Sumatra. Mm-hmm. It's the French roast Sumatra with some um, with a touch with a blend of a vanilla cinnamon hazelnut flavor. Uh, it's very cold subtle. bean coffee as well. So really good. Again, kind of like doing a nice mixture of. I almost feel like it's smelling the vanilla thing, but tasting. The Sumatra. The coffee. Yeah. Oh, the Sumatra. That's what it feels like to me. Anyway. I try other coffees and the vanilla. I end up back at the, end up back at the Sumatra because it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Stego? What about over over what are there. You guys drinking? On the other side. We brewed a hot, fresh pot of coffee this morning, um, going through some of our, you know, we... Uh, this morning it was espresso blend, uh, from the store, which we had purchased before our most recent gift. And we finally made our way through that, um, the local roasters. And so we got a bit of a backlog of beans. A backlog of beans. That's a first world problem. (laughs) Backlog beans to brew. Mm, Um, Nice. But I've already had my first cup, and now I'm working on my uh, my water intake. I like it. Yeah, Romance Girl, I, have you had a cup yet? Yeah, I had a hot cup this morning, and I'm now working on a leftover iced coffee from our brew yesterday. Um, we have yeah. a question from one of our viewers. They ask, mm-hmm. Romance Girl, do you put any kind of cream or anything else in your coffee, or do you drink it black? 
I, I put a little bit of coconut creamer in my coffee. Oh, coconut creamer. Yum. Nobody asked. The crowd is going wild. <laughs> yeah. That one fan. I do feel like well, long romance long girl has some fans. I know this at this point. But hey, I'll say it again for the fans. <laughs> that one fan. <laughs> the one fan. Yeah. The one. We found you a little bit of are. unsweetened coconut creamer, and I feel like it adds just a little bit of creaminess. Uh, but doesn't overpower the taste of the coffee. There you go. Um, so this this week's uh, coffee break has been brought to you by Eva Levante. In the tower for the past eon. Drinking coffee. Did you guys know uh, Eva Levante likes coffee? She I says, have heard a, You have a heard her line. say something about coffee, right? Oh. Yes. Bring him a cup of coffee or something like that, she says. Or I'm making another yeah. pot of coffee. Do you want any? Something like that. <laughs> she never offered us coffee. I wish she would. I, I would, heard her say I'd once, pay silver I could for use it. a cup of coffee. <laughs> I did hear her say yeah. that once. And it was in the lore once where she had mentioned like taking taking Zavala a cup of coffee. Well, now that we've had our coffee break, uh, do you know what it's time for? Yes. You, I bet you have a very good guess. It's time for... A Touch of Grimoire. Sallybug? Um, today, I thought we would talk a little bit about what's going on with Lakshmi 2 and her feelings towards the um the situation with us welcoming the elixir into our folds into our lives and yeah and um she she has she's vocal about it she's not happy about it and she's hesitant about it and i think and reluctant and all of those things um, for those of you who don't know, which probably anyone who's listening to this probably already do, but for those of you who don't know, Lakshmi 2 is the leader of the future war cult, the faction, and is a representative in the consensus, which is the last city's governing body. Um, that used to be led by the speaker, like the speaker was like almost like the speaker of the house, like the, the head of the consensus. And when the speaker died, there was some lore. I can't remember exactly where it was from. It might've been from lore from a gun or an armor piece, but, um, Oh my God, my cat. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> She's going nuts out back here. Anyway. Um, uh, that's another story. But anyway, so, so she is um, the head of Future War Cult. She is on the council as a representative of the Future War Cult in the, the consensus. And um, she's given us a little bit of um, her a piece of her mind um, on how she feels about letting the elixir in and one of the things that she is saying is that she has foreseen the future 
and she feels like the fallen are going to betray us. And she uses her, um, she uses the fact that they, she predicted the red war as a reason why we should be listening to her. Um, any thoughts on that so far amongst you? I mean, I can totally see why she would be of that stance that's on brand for the future war cult to say that we are at war with everyone. Right. There are no um, allies to be found. So, um, and I guess I, I should have pointed out, and I did, which I didn't, was... Um, She's able to foresee the future because they got their hands on or got the hands on the tech to make a device um, that can see into the future. Um, but what is not said and what she doesn't say is that this device gives many different renditions of the same future. And it seems like she's kind of just picking and choosing which one meets her narrative. Um, and the, um, the one that I will, um, the first lore that kind of like shows this is the lore from the gun, the stochastic variable, which is one of the um, future war cult guns that has come back this season. Um, and in that one, Sega, do you want to read it? Yes, I do. <clears throat> okay. However certain we are of our simulations, they always contain an element of unpredictability. Lakshmi 2. Lakshmi 2. Faction head. Exo. Politician. 1. The Elixney Quarter. Screaming. A crackling portal. Treachery. Fallen attack. We're being overrun. Where are the Guardians? 2. The Last City. The Tower in Ruins. Fallen scavengers sift the rubble. Three, the last city. Radioactive dust. Dark growths in the ruins. Where is the traveler? Mutated ghost. Four, the elixir quarter. A crackling portal. Asher speaks. Fallen being attacked. Dead orbit overhead. Saint-14 besieged. FWC surrenders. Five, the Elixney Quarter, the Endless Night, a crackling portal, Mithrax firing wildly, the Cult flees, Ikora triumphant. Six, the Elixney Quarter, a crackling portal, snipers fire down, blood rain, blood runs in the gutter, an ether tank explodes, the Endless Night, Asher speaks, those FWC traitors. 7. The Botsa Ruins. A crackling portal. Fallen flee. FWC banners. Zavala is gone. 
Mithrax on trial. Lakshmi 2 looks over the crowd. Lakshmi 2, head of state, exo, prophet, savior. So my interpretation of that lore is seven different um, outcomes of this of a same scenario. And so she just kind of was looking at all of the different ones and then picking which one best fits her, not only best fits her narrative, but also the one that she most benefits from and then tries to use that to um, garner support. So you're not a fan of Lakshmi, it sounds like. Well, that was a, an, let, a very, let, very ungenerous interpretation. <laughs> that's my interpretation of that one. And she's sticking to now, it. <laughs> now, I would say that she's picking the one that fits, fits her worldview. Not necessarily. Could, you could say that, but if you look at that, like the, the fact that it says Lakshmi 2, head of state, exo, prophet, savior, it does seem like there's a little bit of this like desire to go up in ranks or, or, you know, like a power, you know, trying to garner power. Definitely Um, does seem like she's uh, behind a power play. Yeah. Yes. So there is another uh, piece of lore that I would like Stego to read for us. And this is from the sidearm. I think it's a sidearm. The vision. Um, take it away, Stego. I better watch out. Bull's gonna come at them. Okay. The vision. Glory in the damage the right blast can do. Director Lakshmi 2. Enough is enough. I know what you're using, and I'll be speaking with the vanguard. The fact that you think you can interpret what has driven dozens to insanity doesn't give me a good deal of confidence in your decision-making abilities, and I can't keep my concerns internal any longer. We don't need another Sundaresh in the upper ring. I don't care if you saw the Red War before it happened. What would you say of the several other unfruitful predictions you conveniently ignore now? I have listened to your speeches and read your many messages calling for support. I understand you believe the future is at stake, and we are supposed to do something about that. Fear over the fallen is not the future this organization was meant to combat. Your paranoia won't change my mind. My children were harassed in the streets today for daring to bring food to the Elixni Quarter. They came home in tears, and I wonder how long until it becomes worse. I won't be a part of spreading that fear. I won't participate in splitting this city and turning it against itself. I'm well aware of the dangers posed by fallen houses, but the city remains strong because we stand together. You're a student of history. You know how the Iron Lords converted warlords into dutiful servants of the light. Lord Shax alone should speak to the value of that effort. If a fallen house wants to stand with us against their own, just like the warlords of old, just like the fallen in the reef did, who are you to tell them no? Armies we can keep out. The Guardians will hold the wall. That danger is nowhere close to the death from within that you are stoking. 
If it all falls apart, just remember Mithrax didn't fire the first shot. You did. Consider this my resignation. Navarro. Okay, again, I feel like this as what kind of reiterates what I was saying before and that she has this, I, I feel like there's a full-on prejudice going on here and it's definitely, and if it stems from what the, these futures that she's seeing, but it feels like, again, she's picking and choosing these futures based on what's going to meet her own um her own narrative so um you know but um a little bit more digging a little bit more and reading some other lore um there's one that says i've moved to cease all data collections but i've repeatedly been overridden by higher clearances. This is from Pleiades Corrector, by the way. I must again recommend we sever all connections and terminate any data collection sweeps. We're digging our own graves otherwise. Whatever executive, ex, executive still that has that uplink running, knock it off. You're playing with fire here. So um, this is someone, someone in the R&D department kind of saying, hey, look, there, there's someone who's like data mining us or who is like, who is like um, getting access to our files and, um, and corrupting it. And then, and this is from the deicide that Chaka and we were talking about earlier. And this says, Ikora, I thought you'd want to see this. It presents as binary in our systems, but something is splicing hashes in. I pulled it from the tower's nexus ISO feed. It's all over future war cult networks and elsewhere. These are foreign elements to otherwise normal binary code. And it goes on. And then there's obviously a binary code there. And as far as I know, Anon Pig, he's um, well known in the Destiny lore community. He has a um, his own podcast that he hosts called Loose Cannon. Um, and he talks about this and, um, but he decoded that binary code and it basically is Sabathun's song. Yeah. It is Sabathun's song. And like so it's musical notes, it's the musical notes of Sabathun's song. Mm. And it's. You know, if you look at that lore, it's like the same one that's being hummed by Crow and everything by Crow. Yep. Yeah. And so it says here, it's like it's um, it's all over future war cults networks. And then, of course, from that other lore that I just read where it says um, I moved to cease all data collection because I've been overridden, sever communications um, in other words, there's a good chance that the information that is being fed to future war cult and of course Lakshmi is being like she has she is being um, manipulated by none other. She's than, corrupted than um, our, our old friend Savathun. So Savathun. that 
so, so I, I'm giving Lakshmi a, a little bit of an out here in that this may not be her voice. She's being driven, and if her will remember, is not her own. Right? Her will is not her own. And if you remember, like, you know, part of the whole storyline with Cadel, like, she lost her, like, the her top war council was also corrupted. Um, so um, it, it's certainly not out of the realm of possibilities that this isn't, this isn't just Lakshmi, but, um, again, Savathun up to her old tricks. So... Just keep that in mind as the story unfolds. That's that's the all plot, I have to say about it. The, the plot, plot thickens. thickens a little bit here. Yeah. Well, they do use Vex tech to make those simulations to simulate the future, and we know that Sabathun has a powerful Hydra mind taken. Wow. Yes. That connects it right good there. Point. There's the connector. Yeah, very good point. So. Yep. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, and again, it's just absolutely amazing story writing from from the narrative team of just how like everything just is just there. This may be one storyline going on, but the workings in the background are all still pointing back to to Sabathun, and it is going to be fun to see how this all culminates into the witch queen once we finally get that but this is it's just great story i'm loving it loving it loving all of it love it love it love it well <clears throat> that is some great lore there sally bug thank you for sharing that thank you stego for the reading and we are at t minus 11 minutes to world's first starting and um so let's wrap up this episode with our final little segment, which usually uh, we try to uh, dovetail with the lore piece. Uh, it is now time for Destiny Soundcheck. And in today's soundcheck, we feature another voice actor. None other than the voice of Lakshmi uh, uh, this time round. And some call uh, this woman the... Uh, Female Morgan Freeman, and um, certainly a distinctive voice, uh, but also a, a great actress as well. I'm talking about um, uh, Shorey uh, Agdashlu, right? Shorey Agdashlu um, is an Iranian-American actress, and uh, of course she got her start. Uh, she was born uh, in Iran in 1952. And she got her start on the stage, which led to some film roles and a couple um, movies she made in Iran that were won Critics Awards and uh, even uh, an award at the Moscow Film Festival. Um, but um, those films were banned in her home country. Uh, in 1978... Um, Agdashlu won acclaim for her performance in Sute Delan, which translates as Brokenhearted, directed by Ali Hatami, which established her as one of Iran's um, leading actresses. She then moved to England during the Iranian Revolution in 1979, uh, subsequently becoming a U.S. citizen. Uh, when she arrived in England, this is interesting, she earned a bachelor's degree in international relations, 
uh, because of her interest in politics after having left her home country, um, which ties in nicely with a role she's playing uh, currently uh, in The Expanse. Uh, but And as Lakshmi, I might add, leader of the future war cult, uh, after several years of playing some small uh, film and television roles, her performance in House of Sand and Fog, 2003, which I'd really like to see this movie, brought her several Film Critics Awards and a nomination for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, she's continued to play supporting and character roles in film and television, including a starring role as Christian Avas, uh, if I get the pronunciation right, Avasarala in The Expanse. Yeah, Christian Avasarala. Um, great character. <laughs> and she also won the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a limited series uh, or movie for her work in the HBO original House of Saddam. I believe she played Saddam Hussein's wife in that. Uh, she continues to work in films. Uh, the list is very long. Also in TV, she's voiced characters for video games in Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 3, Destiny, and of course Destiny 2. She's with us now in the season, The Splicer, as Lakshmi 2 again. Um, she starred in some plays. She's still doing that. She's also an author now. She just put out a book. Um, she's narrated some audiobooks with that amazing voice of hers. And uh, her accomplishments are never ending. So why don't we um, give her a quick listen here? I'd like to play uh, her latest, a bit of her latest dialogue. In so, Tom, do we have a, a picture of her? Uh, I believe we do. Let me see. Oh, yeah. There she is. I believe that's her yeah. role in The Expanse. As Just Christian. as we're listening to her voice. Sure. Can... Yeah. Um, So here she is as Lakshmi uh, telling us what's what. When I foresaw the Red War, they laughed until Gaul bound a traveler. This time, I will not whisper my warnings. I will not be polite. I look forward to working with you, Guardian. Together, we can protect our city from all who would wish it harm. <laughs> yeah, she does sound like uh, someone who's possessed, almost, uh, or driven by um, a hidden hand, if you will. And I was also able to, of course, w- Sally Bug and I are big Expanse fans, um, but we haven't caught up on the most recent episodes. We need to do that, Sally Bug. Uh, but I found some snippets of her in her role as uh, Cri- uh, Christian Avasala. Um, Avasarala. Avasarala, yeah. Uh, I'll get it right one of these days. Christian Avasarala. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's give a listen to her in this pivotal role. With all due respect, madam, where are you going with this? Wherever I goddamn like. You're Christian Avasarala. Yes. The UN Deputy Undersecretary. This is going to be very tedious if you remain this dim. I don't understand. What the hell kind of a ship is this? Right. The tedious version, then. You sure this isn't personal? <laughs> You're damn right it's personal. When is the last time you left Earth? None of your goddamn business. Sometimes I 
fucking hate being right. <laughs> She's awesome. Oh, definitely one of my favorites. Um, check her out in The Expanse if you have not yet. It's great sci-fi uh, all around. And uh, Shorey is just amazing in it. <laughs> so that wraps it up for episode 33 of the Paracasual Destiny podcast. Uh, we really appreciate uh, Richard. Thanks for hopping in again, taking some time out of your day. Uh, we are coming up on the witching hour here of <clears throat> World's First for the Vault of Glass relaunch. We broadcast live on YouTube every other Saturday morning at 11 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. You can listen to us anytime in podcast form on the platform of your choice. Pretty much goes out to all of them iTunes, Spotify, you name it. Uh, you can also follow we, us on Twitter. I, we do have a Twitter account at Paracasualp. And um, look us up, ask us questions, be our friend or not. That's fine too. So from me, full time. Before we sign off, we're signing off. You don't get to say anything anymore. <laughs> I know you want to sign off, but I know that our fans... We're signing really off. Do you don't get to, to like, say anything the anymore. Last time, the last time we signed off without saying what we were consuming outside of Destiny, we, oh, we, we got, got, a got a backlash. Yeah, we Twitter lit so up like a Christmas hate tree. Mail. We did. Our inboxes were overflowing. Overflowing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, it's still it's going like, off those hate... The, the paper from those right. hate mails. All right. Uh, so, I mean, not, I mean, obviously well, not much with us because we're very busy outside. But um, so when we do like have some downtime and, and want to uh, consume some media, we're just uh, enjoying some reruns of Kitchen Nightmares on Samsung's free TV. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, really when you so imagine funny. all the quality movies and programming there is on all the other pay services that we have access to, we go to the 24-7 Kitchen Nightmares channel on Samsung's now, I TV+. I say Plus. sometimes I like need to kill my brain cells. Like I'm like, what can I watch that will kill my brain cells? And this Absolutely certainly fits the bill. Thinking. This fits the yeah. bill perfectly. And, yeah. and, an occasional, and, and an occasional riff tracks. Mm. Yes. Riff tracks, of course. A good laugh. Yeah. Yes. Trucker's woman. That was great. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They called it a Hicksploitation film <laughs> from like mid 70s. <laughs> awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, All right. And Stego uh, and Romance Girl, what have you guys been up to media wise outside of the Destiny world? Oh, we watched uh, the last season of Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Just fun. the last like, season, or had you watched the seasons well, we leading had up to it? They've yeah, been we watching it all along, right? Seasons. Okay. Yeah. All right. And the last season recently uh, launched. Did, was it? Did it wrap up the storyline? Is it? Is it the last final season, or do you think it's going to continue? It is the announced final season. Okay. Though there are possibilities for. Uh, spin-off stories in the same universe. It's it's violent, is it not? Soul time, one of your students. <laughs> yeah, one saying. of my students keeps telling me about I I basically seen it because she's told me everything. 
and yeah, I like and I say no spoilers, and she continues telling me everything. So, <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I highly recommend it just because um you know it's it's animated, so it you know you can mm-hmm. you just get all of those visuals, those like mind popping visuals that you just cannot believe someone drew this. Yeah, right. And made it right. come to life. Right. Um, and that's. So that's great, but it does, it it gets violent. There's a lot. There can be some violent parts. Yeah, it's gory to the point where I would say that's. Uh, I would not be surprised if someone thought that it would be inappropriate for someone of middle school age to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cle- clearly, it, it does get violent. It's like Akira. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Stylized have- violence. Yes. We also watched um, Adventure Time Distant Lands, the latest special that came out. Yes, that was amazing. That was amazing. Um, and it's great if you are an Adventure Time fan. And uh, lately we've been watching some videos from one of our favorite YouTube personalities. Uh, goes by ProZD, Sungwon the actual person is playing video games with his friend and video editor Jay. And that they, they have a lot of fun and we have fun watching them have fun. So it's a YouTube channel called pro ZD plays games with Jay. It's a fun. let's play channel. Oh, okay. Let's play. Uh, it sounds like fun. They go so, through, they're doing some N64 games right now. Which yeah, is are they funny or is it more uh, like Kirby ser- or is it more just like no, it's in- funny. informational? It's funny. It's, it's funny. It's, it's no, it's funny. It's just playing games with a friend and just talking, chatting. Cool. Yep. Making jokes, inappropriate sounds jokes good. most of the time. Inna- inappropriate jokes. <laughs> All right, full time. It sounds now like they're going to cut into our o'clock, market. So yeah. I'm going to let you sign us off now. <laughs> All right. It is time to sign off. Thank you, everybody, for joining us and coming in and saying hi. Richard, we will see you later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.